In today's episode, Laura and I will be talking about can one person fulfill all your needs? Welcome to Who Said You Have To, where we discuss how society dictates to us who we must be and how we must live our lives. In this podcast, we will also help you find ways to choose the life you want to live with no fear or judgment. My name is Laura Schmidt. Tina and I know the things discussed today are not what society has taught us to believe, but I choose to believe in my own ability to see what is truth and what is not truth. My name is Tina Mason, and Laura and I challenge you to join us in believing in your own ability to find your truth, not what society has dictated you must believe to be accepted or loved. The truth is, you are loved exactly as you are, right here, right now. No human is more vital than another. You matter. And you have the free will to walk your own path with no fear and no judgment. We encourage you to have faith in yourself. And remember, who said you have to? Tell me, Tina. What is today's topic? Today, we are going to be discussing if it is possible for one person to fulfill all of your needs. (laughs) (laughs) So, do I answer that now? Well, uh, yes. What is your answer? Absolutely not. (laughs) Nor should they. Nor should they, exactly. So, well, and that's not true, though. I mean, yeah, one person can fulfill all your needs. Who is that person? Me. Yeah. Yourself. I touch myself. Oh, <laughs> are we talking about that? No. No? Damn. Not that kind of needs. Okay. Today, we are wanting to invite guests into our talk, and please feel free to call in and to chime in on our conversation about uh, whether or not we should have the expectation for other people to complete us. Yes. And Laura, you complete me. The the subject of this podcast actually mm-hmm. came up last night when we were talking to your husband and your husband said uh, that he was reading an article about people saying that, you know, monogamy is going away. And the main reason for that is because they, people are saying, well, how can one person fulfill all my needs? Mm-hmm. And you and I both at the same time were like, no, well, yes, one person <laughs> can fulfill all your needs. It's you. It's yourself. It's yourself. I mean, when we have an expectation, when we have an expectation of having, you know, someone uh, fulfill our needs because we are lacking something within, mm-hmm. Uh, it's not going to work. That's going to be disappointment. And, you know, many people, they equate being in a relationship to being happy or feeling whole. Yeah. That is probably one of the worst reasons to be in a relationship yeah. that you can have. Yeah. Because, you know, most of us go into a relationship with this set of expectations that we want met, right? Yeah. A, a healthy relationship should make you feel connected and safe. For sure. But For not... Sure quote, complete, you know, and we have a guest we're going to have come on here, uh, Mr. Martin John Garcia. Awesome. So let's see what he has to say about uh, if one person, oop, it didn't work. Yeah, it is. Oh, there he is. Hello. Hello, handsome. How are you? Oh, look at that. I am well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And and I agree. Like there is, there is only one person that and all of fabulous that. yes we 100% agree and um you know it, as it as it relates to relationships i always uh, i always like to remind the clients that i work with and people that i talk to just that like you know every relationship ends yes you know, 
every single relationship is going to end. And when uh, that relationship ends, you are going to be back with yourself. And so if, if at the core of your relationship is not your spiritual, physical and, and mental health and well-being, well, then you're, you know, like that's, that's not a healthy relationship. And even when it relates to, you know, like a lot of people like to look at relationship as like, well, we have children. It's like, well, mm-hmm. your relationship doesn't have a contract with your children. Yeah, exactly. you do. Exactly. You as an individual have a contract with your children to help raise them. And so whether the relationship is together or not, that shouldn't affect the children. Now, if you allow it to, that's probably because you are hurting right. because the relationship is changing because you had some bullshit you know, expectation uh-huh. That, you know, like I, I'm coming out of addiction and I talk a lot about recovery and I talk about this concept of recovering to something rather than recovering from it. Not that like, we all need to recover from, of course, but like I always look at this concept of recovering to something. So I talk about this concept of recovering yourself. And when you're recovering yourself, you can be in a space where you're in a relationship, but it's still it's it's not selfish, but it is about you. And if if you can be in this relationship and love yourself to the degree that you can love this other person, like I want my partner always to be moving in a direction that is good for them. And of course, Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I, and, and I want them to want that for me. Absolutely. Now, that, that, that's called, that's called healthy. <laughs> that's called healthy, but society doesn't teach uh, the general society doesn't teach healthy relationships. It teaches, um, you know, if if your man or your woman is not doing this, then kick them to the curb. Yeah, that, and, that's what and, society teaches. And like you said, something very interesting that I wanted to uh, touch on was, you know, you said um, that it is not selfish to care for yourself. And and I. 100% self-love is not selfish because if you don't have, we can only love another human to the capacity that we love ourselves. We can and- receive love to the capacity that we love ourselves. So what's the most important thing? Finding self-love. Yeah. And I think really it's like when we can, when we can love ourselves, because self-love can you know, it's it's a slippery slope because we can fool ourselves. You know, I mean, I, I again, working in working in addiction and, and all of that sort of thing. Like when we when we get into this model of like self love, it's like 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 if we look out at the world today at all the memes and bullshit that we have in the world that tell us, you know, like self care is a bottle of wine. Yeah, or, or <laughs> yeah. getting your nails done, or getting your nails or get, done, or, or, yeah. nails or going to the spa, or really all of those things are distractions, you know, and you can distract yourself from yourself and feel good. And that's essentially at the core of most addiction. And, um, and, but when we can be with ourselves, like really be with ourselves, and I'm not saying meditate, like maybe that is the answer for many people. It is for me. And it is, you know, journaling is another option. And these are things that like, we all have different ways of like being with ourselves. 
But and and I like to refer to these things as pacifiers, like like getting your nails done or going to the spa or watching Netflix mm-hmm. or eating sugar or doing all of these things. Like we pacify ourselves from. The yeah, we call it. Laura and I call them band aids. Yeah. Yeah, I like to I like to make sure people know that they're they're being a baby, so I call it a pacifier. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone can use a band judgmental. But, yeah, but, you know, like let's make sure you know that that you're pacifying, and 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 pacifying really does describe it for me, especially as it relates to addiction, because some things are addictive and some things are pacifying. Martin, we're gonna lose you in three seconds. Yeah. Please feel free to come back on if you have the time. Yeah. But it's like no matter in in whatever relationship, like you said, it's a healthy healthy and long lasting, right? It's important to know that one person cannot be your everything. And that that relationship, like you said, will end and... Yeah. Are you happy with yourself yeah. being, being alone? Well, and it's, you know, it's um, a lot of people, um, a lot of people look at, and Martin, I see you're coming back on. Give us just one second. We're going to, we're going to get right to you. I just want to make this point real quick. Um, you know, the, the path to self-love, as we always say, Laura mm-hmm. and I do, is we start with self-forgiveness. We forgive ourselves for being human and flawed, just like everyone else. And, you know, just like Martin was saying, you know, we, we find, we sit with ourselves because once we forgive ourselves, then we're not to sit with ourselves Mm -hmm. and to look at it and see it as a learning experience instead of a quote mistake. Yes. So Martin, we're going to bring you back on now. And then we're going to get into the topic of like what you should, um, what emotional needs you should not expect to be filled, fulfilled, fulfilled by, by another partner, person. Yeah. yeah. So what? Did well, you- I, I heard the word should. What was that? I, I didn't. No, should not. Should not. Oh, should, should not. Okay. Yeah. What emotional needs should not, not be expected to be fulfilled by your partner? And <laughs> you know, the the first one on the list is your self needs. You know, no relationship or partner can fulfill an emotional need that must come from within you, you know, and the, the big three is self-love, self-confidence and self-esteem. We cannot expect another human to provide those. So many people expect that, that, that constant self, uh, that reassurance to build up their own self-esteem. It's, and they're depending on their partner for that. Yeah. And, and while it is important to have a partner who's going to be supportive, correct. correct, Yeah. They cannot provide you with self-love, self-confidence, confidence or self-esteem. It's just, it's, uh, and if, and if you're expecting that for them to provide that, I go back to, you know, step one, self-forgiveness, self-finding your mm-hmm. own self-loves. And like you said, Martin, sitting with yourself. And if you, if you hit that space of self-forgiveness, you can sit with yourself and not be scared to. And Martin, uh, you know, coming out of addiction, I know you understand that one well. Would I be right? Yeah, you know, I don't, I, I, you know, it's always, it's always, you know, like it always, we all have different words for different things and we all define things differently and stuff, you know, and there's really, uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a slippery slope when we start kind of crossing paths in terms of like things like forgiveness. Yes. I think I, I think I agree completely with what you're saying. Um, but you know, when it comes to forgiveness, it's absolutely nothing to forgive. Like, I don't care if you're a murderer, there's nothing to forgive. This has been oh, done and that's oh, okay. No, no. 
No, I'm talking about self-forgiveness because yeah, like you could, you could like, like self-forgiveness is, is part of that as well. I think like you'd have to forgive yourself for, uh, you know, like, I don't know, you know, and, and so I, I, like I said, I do believe that I'm probably along the same lines as you, uh, on that, uh, again, I don't know. I don't, I, it's the, it's, it, I, I don't want to, I don't want to mince hairs or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, no, I, I think, think it's yeah. just, uh, we have different wording as you say. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like forgiveness is a really, you know, forgiveness is an interesting word. Cause I think a lot of people often kind of, uh, look at forgiveness and I do not believe this is how you see it. And a lot of people look at forgiveness as a gift that you're giving someone else. And it's like, I forgive, you know, I, but you know, like, and it's not like, that's not even no, at, at the I, root I of what forgiveness is. I, I agree with you hundred percent. And I think forgiveness is always uh, how I explain it to my clients is forgiveness is for you. It is for it is saying, you know, when I, uh, you know, I was sexually assaulted as a child and uh, society told me that if I forgave my abuser, that that meant I had to invite them to lunch and I had to have them over for mm-hmm. dinner because if you truly forgive them, then you forget. And bl- well, because apparently forgiveness means you become stupid. Right. Uh, I'm not going to tell my abuser, no, please, can you watch my children, right? Yeah. You know, it's funny. But what the forgiveness forgiveness did for me was it took the control because even after 24 years with my husband, every time he touched me, I'd cringe, not because of anything my husband did, but because of what my abuser did. And when I chose to release that and let it go, my abuser no longer had control over me. That forgiveness wasn't for them. It was for myself. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I mean by self forgiveness. Yeah, and I think you know, like it's funny. I, like I'm not, I'm not religious in any way, but I'm going to, you know, I when I talk about forgiveness, I often use this this kind of concept of you know, all those people that like whipped and and tortured Jesus before he went on the cross. Like he didn't come back and visit those guys. You know, he's like, he forgave every one of those motherfuckers, but he didn't go and visit them. Right. He, he understood that you have to have boundaries. Right. He understood that I'm coming back and I don't have, I don't have. Everybody applause for Martin. I love that. He understood that he could love from afar, that there had to be boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And, that was amazing. And, yeah. And and that's something that I always like to remind people. It's just like, look, Jesus, I mean, he came back and he saw the people that cared deeply and understood deeply, but he didn't. Anybody that was just there to hurt him, if he went and visited, he would just, he knows he would just get hurt again. So yeah, why absolutely. deal with that? Right. Thank you, well, ladies. I appreciate yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you so much. We uh, really enjoyed your, your words. Yes. So you had started saying that self-needs was one of the ones not to expect. Yeah, yeah. these are all expectations that are unhealthy for us to expect from another person, right? No relationship or partner can fulfill uh, those three emotional ones. I was saying self-love, self-confidence, and self-esteem, you know, but most people try and they'll search from partner to partner Mm -hmm. to find someone to help them feel that void within them that is related to their own inner needs like things that only they can provide for themselves and they end up disappointed and frustrated because they have this erroneous expectation that someone from outside of them can give them what they need Mm -hmm. yeah laura we hear it all the time i mean just you know the truth of of that is that it needs to be met from 
resources within us, right? Based on our own personal growth, the awareness, the desire to have a better life. You know, I was speaking with somebody the other day and she was sort of saying the same thing as he, as Martin was, you know, self-love isn't getting your nails done. And right. I mean, you can for a day. It doesn't mean like take your time, but she's like, sometimes self-love is just rocking in a corner and crying yeah. and just letting it all flow. So, you know, just wanting that desire for a better life. And once we stop expecting others to fix it, you know, we can take that step towards creating a life of peace, love, right. and joy that, that we all, that we all want. Right. You know, we, we always joke at, um, Laura and I run a, a holistic healing center called free will healing, where we have different practitioners with uh, different uh, modalities. The big joke at our in our office is everybody, you know, people always come to me last mm-hmm. because <laughs> when they come to me, they have to look within. Yeah, That's the scariest thing on the earth to do because everybody is expecting that they're going to find a monster when they look in there, yeah. when in all actuality, they're not. And, and all the time Far I've been doing it. this, all the people that I have worked with have never once found a monster it's usually somebody who is sad or (laughs) all right there's that one (laughs) that one but anyways but um the the only thing i've ever found is sad and scared you know i tell my clients a lot i i will you know say to them how on earth could you possibly even know what love is you have no love for yourself how do you know what love is what it feels like it goes back to that good old song I want to know what love is. <laughs> we love our Laura. <laughs> and, you know. Um... He was trying to figure out what love was. <laughs> Hello, amazing listeners. Sorry for the interruption, but Laura and I wanted to ask for your help. There is this cool program that we use called Patreon. When you sign up for Patreon under Who Said You Have To, you will get exclusive gifts from Tina and me. For as little as $5 a month, you can get bonus content, live videos with Laura and me, which coffee and wine. (laughs) Fully clothed. (laughs) As well as an awesome Who Said You Have To sticker. Another way to help us is to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Reviews are how we grow our listenership. Laura and I love doing this podcast and we truly appreciate all of your support. Now back to the show. So, Laura, what is number two on our list here? Of yeah, it says your source of motivation. Th- th- things, things that we should not, not expect our our partner partner <laughs> to fulfill for us. And yes. please feel free uh, if anybody would like to be a guest. Please feel free yeah, to reach out. To reach out. So sometimes our, you know our goals don't exactly line up with that of our partners. Many times, right? For right. instance, if you want to go out more, make new friends. Sometimes your partner's just not as social. So it's difficult and, and sometimes it's unmotivating for you if your partner isn't enthusiastic about doing, you know, the same things. Right. Um, if we're seeking motivation from our partner and they aren't able to provide us with it, you know, we need to seek it elsewhere and be aware that it's not always their responsibility to give us the motivation. Right. You know, start a new hobby to make new friends, look for new sources, do it yourself. You know, my husband loves hiking. I enjoy it, not to the extent that he does. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found a group on Facebook here in St. George that they do weekly hikes. And sometimes I will join him. Most of the times not. Yeah. <laughs> and he's he's motivated by this group and they all go out together, you know. And so right. we're not up each other's butts. Like, I need you to go with me in order to be happy. Right. Do we enjoy going so that we are together and we have some alone time together? Yeah, but... That's not our motivation. Right, right. And, you know, his, um, you know, Terry and I, like, 
For those of you who do not know, I do not uh, enjoy exercise whatsoever. <laughs> and my husband is a very physical person. Uh-huh. You know, he he does enjoy that. And so if his motivation to work out was if he relied on me to motivate him to work out, <laughs> it'd be SOL. He would never be, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And if I uh, relied on him to motivate me to, you know, bake brownies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or to work on, to to make t-shirts or to, you know, yeah. anything crafty. If I relied on him to be my motivation, it would never happen. Would never happen. Nor should, should it. Yes. Nor should it. Yeah. Because self-motivation is important. And expanding outside of your relationship is healthy. Yes, it is healthy very much so that you're not relying on just yeah, that one person. Yeah, I don't I don't agree with those people that um, I think we talked about it a little bit earlier. Um, you and I, the you know, this person is my world. This mm-hmm. person is my everything. My child is my everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that is a side, sad life to live. Oh, absolutely. For your everything to be dependent on on someone else. Absolutely. But, yeah. And then I and again, back to the baby steps. He he wasn't in agreement, really. Um, with that, but I can't, I could not tell a client of mine who's coming in for the first time to do a meditation and do a yoga to t- expect them to connect to this higher being. Right. And, and they, some of them can't even imagine it, right? And, right. Or they're not connected okay. in that way but religiously. You, well, right? and, and think about it this way. Uh, five years ago, could you have, if, if somebody would have said to you five years ago, yeah. Laura, just connect with just the higher the oneness, source, the yeah. oneness, you know, would you have been able I've to? I've been like, give me a minute. I got to go study about it. I'll be back. <laughs> but <laughs> but and that, and that's, that's different for me. And we're not putting down uh, by any means. No. I, I agree with that what is he's the saying. Goal. That is the ultimate goal. But, but if I scared somebody into, you've got to connect to this higher being or, or it's nothing. And if you do baby steps, you're going to be stuck. I don't believe that. I believe we all, I mean, I didn't become who I am by taking huge leaps. I took baby exactly. steps to become who I am. Well, that it, uh, some people can go straight from eyes closed to eyes completely open and, yeah. and they want to, like they're mm-hmm. lightning speed, but not everybody has the ability to do that. And that's okay. Yeah. There's no judgment in that. If you need to take those steps, that's okay. Yeah. It and reminded me of the, of the, of the person that we worked with that would put a six on a folder and be like, nope, they're not ready to They're not heal. ready. Yeah. Let's not even go there. No. Yeah, right. but that, that's sort of what it reminds me So let's me go on to the next uh, thing that we should never um, expect our, our spouse or our significant other to fulfill mm-hmm. for us. And um, it is the feeling of being complete. So I'm so sorry. Yeah, I, just, I got distracted there. Yes. Um, squirrel, <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> uh, one of the, one of the needs that absolutely, like it just cannot be fulfilled by your partner. Um, and it's and it's for them to expect for you to expect them to complete you. Uh, so when Austin Powers was telling Mini Me, you complete me, me. <laughs> you complete me, Mini Me. Well, it's just it's so unfair and yeah. it's unhealthy. And what kind of pressure are you putting on oh, another gosh. person to always fill up their cup? You know, to fill up, yeah, to always fill up their cup. You know. Feeling complete starts by recognizing what you're missing within you, what you need, mm-hmm. and what you need to work towards filling that need within yourself. When we are expecting uh, another person to do that for us, no human can complete another human. When we show up for ourselves, then we can truly show up for our partner. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And when we are in a relationship out of desire and not need, we don't need them. Where... We desire to have mm -hmm. them. That's where the magic happens. That is where. That's like I always call it the cherry on top. Exactly. Like my life is beautiful ice cream and cookies. Mm -hmm. But my husband is the cherry on top and the Cool Whip, right? Exactly. It makes it even exactly. yummier or better. You should be able to be your own chocolate cake and frosting. And, and eat it. <laughs> and, your, and your significant other, they don't complete you. They just make it even more wonderful. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they cannot be your source of inspiration. Okay. So we had talked about motivation and then um, inspiration. Like if you're a writer... Or a musician, you know, they talk about muses, but they cannot be your your sole source of, of inspiration. And you can't get upset. Right. You know, or think that there's anything wrong if it's not happening. Like it's your fault. Well, that... because just like we you know, with motivation, if the, if you don't have you know, they don't have you don't aren't motivated by the same things, you're mm -hmm. not inspired Inspiring, by the same things yeah, either. If you don't share identical passions, then how are you supposed to inspire them within exactly. something that, that you have no no skill or, or, or idea about? I mean, my husband will look at a piece of wood and be inspired to make this beautiful piece of furniture. And mm -hmm. I look at it and all I can think of is, you know, how many leaves are going to have to be raked? Yeah, or yeah. barbecue. Oh, barbecue. <laughs> okay, that's probably more accurate. I probably think of barbecue. That's probably right. <laughs> yes. Please feel free to come on. If you have any thoughts or suggestions, please feel free to, to join, uh, us. join us as a guest. We yeah. would love to have you. The filling the fantasy, another one, number five on our list here is we. Uh, it is unhealthy for us to expect our mate to fulfill the fantasy life that we've always wanted. What we mean, what I mean by that is, you know, we all have fantasies um, growing up of what we wanted our lives to look like, mm -hmm. and whether that's our career goals or hopes for the future or sexual or mm -hmm. or intimacy or whatever. We all we all have that, but expecting it to all of those things to happen mm -hmm. just because you get into a relationship. You know, that if I am with this person, all my fantasies, all my fantasies are going to come true. Yeah. If I am with this person, my career goals are going to happen. I, it takes work. It doesn't yeah. just happen. You know what I mean? And your partner should emotionally support you yeah. in your quest to fulfill your dreams. But it is our responsibility to make it happen. Yeah, they're they're the support but they are not, should not yes. be the one who actually... And when we say fantasies, we're not talking about like role playing, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> because that's, that's a different fantasy. That's a different kind of fantasy. <laughs> exactly. Or fantasy island. Exactly. So uh, number six on our list is to sympathize with you every single time. Yes, yeah, please don't. don't. Oh, my Lanta. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, if you've been together for a while, it can feel like you and your partner are one, right? You're, you're, yeah. So your, your mind and your thoughts sort of start to to meld, and, and your you agree. View. Yes, but because uh, because of that, there's an expectation that your partner should always sympathize with every single one of your emotional experiences. So, however, both good or bad. Yeah, that, right? that's not that's not that's not good. That's yeah, a bit that, of a problem. Yeah, you know they should show empathy and have your back, but you can't expect them to always feel the same, right? Well, and because exact as the way you do. Or expect them to help, you know, explain your feelings. Why, why are you feeling them or fix yeah, them? Exactly. Because here's the thing. What if what if I am having a bad day and I'm not seeing it clearly? Mm -hmm. What if it, there's something I need to grow from this? Or yeah. I need to, I'm not seeing something because I took it personal mm -hmm. or whatever, right? And my husband says to me, you know, 
hey, I'm not invalidating how you feel. You're allowed to have your feelings and, and your feelings are valid and real. Yeah. But this is what I see. Or did you look at it this way? Yeah. Or, you know, old me, like, you know, four years ago, <laughs> I would have been livid. I would have been like, what? You know, how dare you? <laughs> dare you contradict me? But now I would be grateful for that because now I have an opportunity to look at it and to say, because I don't have to agree with no, them. No, you can agree to disagree. Because I can look at it and say, nope, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it at least gives me the opportunity to look at it. Yes. To look at it. Like your truth. Exactly. And so next, we're going to go on the next one. And um, anybody who would like to call in and be a guest, we would love to have you. Because this is going to be one that I think a lot of people are going to relate to. Mm-hmm. Laura? A source of healing from past baggage. <laughs> how many how many carry-ons can you take? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many how many suitcases did your significant other just drag into and then they're like, you know, there's like twenty Mine were of them. carry-ons. They were they were full on. Yeah. And then, you know, when after they get them all in the living room and you're looking at them going, Whoo, that's a lot of luggage. And they're like, Oh no, no, there's a whole moving truck outside. Right. There's more. That's just all I could fit in the, the first trip. Bring it in. Yeah. Most of us enter, you know, a relationship with some kind of baggage. Well, of Sometimes course. you don't want to, it's but you laugh. do. Like, yeah. And uh, which, you know, can cause you to close up and become guarded because of a trigger or whatever you want to call it. But when while the right person can make you feel comfortable about letting your walls down, it's unhealthy to expect them to do it for you. Exactly. Like it's you. I have this trigger and it is now your job to help me release this trigger and make me happy. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. And an intimate relationship cannot heal you from your past. No. Um, you know, while you can try to forget it it's always going to be there and if you don't take the uh, if you don't take the time to work it out and let it go and you know your partner can help you yeah what is it what is it called when they immediately get into relationship like rebound 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 yeah rebounds are never healthy (laughs) exactly (laughs) they're fun they Sometimes. But they're not healthy. Not always. (laughs) (laughs) What is number ocho? Yeah. So number eight and the the last one here. So we will, this is our last one. So if you have anything that you want to interject or come on and talk about, please feel free to uh, hit that ask to be joined. To guest. uh, Ask to be a guest. Ask to join. Um, So the last one on this list is uh, it is very unhealthy. For us to expect another human to be your everything. Yeah. I just saw a post this morning. A lady put that her two-year-old child was her everything. While it's beautiful for that child to be so important to you, come on. That's a pretty sad life if, the, if well, all you have that your everything is dependent on this child. Well, and again, what kind of pressure do you put on another human oh, being? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And that is where a lot of people who, you know, let's say... I, you know, I'm, I've been married to my husband for 28 years, so obviously ours isn't a good uh, one to look at. But let's say I'm in a relationship with somebody. I really, really love them and I really enjoy being around them. Mm-hmm. They put so much pressure on me to always fulfill their every need. Like they can't breathe without how much I can't live <laughs> if living is without you. That's where this all this comes from, from these 80 hair bands that everything was dependent on that other person. Very much so. Very now much that I so. think about it, pretty much every song yes. was like, if you're not here, my life sucks. So back to what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, but, you know, if even if I am truly in love with this person, just the overwhelming pressure 
that the crushing pressure of being expected to heal them, mm-hmm. to give them something I can't give. Yeah. I can't give somebody self-love. I can't give somebody their self-esteem. And that pressure of feeling like I'm not enough yeah. because i that's what they are expecting from me. Yeah. And do you think this is why there's so many couples now like having these open marriages and these polyamorous, you know, groups? 100%. Because they're just, they have... I personally think it's there is lacking in self-love and they're just trying to fill all those holes. with Right. Well, because if you fill the holes, then you don't have to look within because mm-hmm. looking within is that's scary. That's really scary. Yeah. And, and, you know, it is it is a very sweet and romantic ideal to be someone's quote everything mm-hmm. and to have them be your everything. Right. But like I said, the amount of pressure that that puts on your partner and it's pretty unfair to expect so much from one human. They're just human. Mm -hmm. And this type of love is commonly placed, you know, like placing it on a pedestal. uh, And it's extremely unhealthy for every party that is involved. Yes. And, you know, of course, even your children. Oh, just a romantic partner. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, our partners should fill some of our needs, you know, uh, they should be there to support us. Yes. You know, sexually, romantically, or, you know, whatever. Um, But it's unhealthy to expect them to fill everything. Yeah things that we need to find within ourselves. And, you know, being in a relationship can be uh, absolutely wonderful, wonderful, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's not easy. It's the icing on top, you know. Sometimes these expectations, like the emotional needs you think should be fulfilled. Right. They can just lead to frustration, you know, and disappointment if they're not. It's like, you're not filling me up. Right. What's going on? And then you make the other person feel bad. Like, what was I lacking? What did I do? And it's not their fault. When you get into a relationship, uh, you know, it shouldn't be uh, 50-50. You know, it's 100-100. You should both be whole so that you can then um, be there for one another mm-hmm. when the other one isn't at 100%. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but that shouldn't be a daily thing. And, you know, a healthy re- relationship should add to your happiness, not, not create it, yeah. not create and it. It's, yeah, it just leads to that disappointment. Yeah, as I, always. I agree. So we have a guest coming on here, Terry Mason. I wonder who that is. I have no idea. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Mason. Stranger danger. Stranger danger. <laughs> what can we do for you today, Mr. Mason? Well, I was thinking of some of the things that you were just discussing, especially about someone being there, everything. And, and you just kind of touched on some of the things I was going to say something about is that, you know, before you go into a relationship, before you put all this pressure on someone else, uh, how did you survive before you met them? So, I mean, it, it just, I understand that someone can make you very, very happy, but I don't know that someone should be somebody else's constant lifeline. I mean, like you said, there've been times that, You've carried me, I've carried you, um, but that's not a daily thing. It's It doesn't happen all the time, but you, you still have dragging to. you. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I was carrying you, sweetheart. I, I think, think I was dragging you, kicking and <laughs> screaming. So you're dragging me like an old dead body that you had just, you know, gotten rid of. That's I kicked I you a couple of times. Actually, yeah. I didn't kick you. It was Laura. She was behind you kicking, saying, Tina, you need some help? Yeah. That's, that's She's laughing that because she knows it's true. Day. Sorry, Mr. Mason, please go on. No, it, uh, yeah, you have to be you before you can, um, 
go on to, to be with someone else. And like you said, it's not a 50-50 thing because if it was only 50-50, then you're only halfway there all the time. You, you both have to commit like 100% in a relationship like that. She's going to break into song again. <laughs> this is like the 20th time today. Go ahead, do it. Yo, you guys, you're halfway there. You have a I'm sorry, sorry, I didn't hear what I said, just have a karaoke machine there. That way, whenever she feels like it, she can just randomly break. Oh, I, songs, I don't need so. the karaoke machine. I just yeah, do it she anyway. Really, she really doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Terry, uh, let oh. me just ask you. I know that you, um, just because I've known you for 28 years, uh, you were a drill sergeant for two years. And one of the things I always heard you say was you would get very flustered when you would call it finding love on the CTA. And what that meant was you had soldiers who were in basic training or um, AIT, like their training phase. You know, they're away from their families. They're away from their friends. They're away from all of these people. And so they feel all, you know, they feel all of this, you know, loneliness and all of this stuff. And they're in this space where they're being torn down and built back up and all of that. The ones who don't want to look in that are having a really hard time looking in, tell them, Terry, what that meant, what they would do. Well, some of these um, uh, sad and lonely individuals would meet someone and, you know, 60, 90 days later, um, they're getting married. And I'd look at them and I'd say, are you sure you want to do this? Are are you sure you want to do this? And these are kids. These are 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds, you know, that just got out of high school. And I'd ask them, are you really sure you want to do this? And uh, I only know of one instance and they're still married today where there was two of them that got together and got married later on uh, that are still together. But other than that, every one of them, you know, wound up falling apart because they were just looking to fill a void and not, yeah, they hadn't found and taken care of everything they needed to take care of with them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That is absolutely goes to exactly what we're talking about today, which is if you don't have the choices we make when we don't have that self-love and we don't fill ourselves. Terry, could you give us just a real brief, you have about 20 seconds of how much your life has changed since you found your self-love? Uh, it's changed a bunch, changed a whole lot. It um, makes things a lot easier. I'm not, uh, I don't question myself all the time anymore. So Fabulous. All right. Well, Thank you I think that you're amazing and wonderful, Mr. Mason. You're the cherry on top. You are the cherry <laughs> on top. So, well, we want to just thank everybody for coming and listening today and hearing everybody what we have to say. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to know more about Laura and I, you can go to freewillhealing.com. Look it up. Yeah. And if you're in the St. George area, uh, we will be speaking at the Energy Healing Conference. Yeah. On on April 30th. April 30th at the Hilton Inn. Uh, Laura and I will be speaking at 5 o'clock, 5 p.m. We'll be one of the keynote speakers. We're really excited about that. And um, we also, for those of you who do not know, uh, Laura and I do two podcasts. We do uh, the Oracle and the Warrior. And then we also do Who Said You Have To? When you can find both of those on any uh, major plat- uh, podcasting platform. So and thank you to all the guests that came on today. We appreciate yes. all your input. Thank you very much and have a wonderful day. Peace. If you have suggestions for topics that you would like us to cover or you have a question, please feel free to contact us via email at who said you have to at gmail.com. If you would like to know more about free will healing, Tina or me, 
visit our website at www.freewillhealing.com. And also, please check the show notes for all of our Who Said You Have To social media links on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, where you can follow or subscribe to get updates for any upcoming events or personal appearances near you. We encourage you to have faith in yourself. And remember, Who who said said you have have to? to?